Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name, again, if, it's, if I haven't worn it out, is Jeffrey Davis. I am the host of the show, also chairman of the board and CEO and founder of Mage LLC. Uh, kind of hard to believe since 1985, we worked with over 700 organizational leaders, organizations, defining leadership, excellence, organizational culture, strategy, long-term growth plans, and survival sometimes in transition of families. Uh, I'm really excited today. Uh, I'm joined by my number one guest host, and that is the one and only John Dustin, president of JED Insurance. Welcome back, John. You've been avoiding me far too long through these summer months, and COVID's no excuse. Yes, exactly, since we're remote, but great to be here again and missing it. Uh, and John and I sure, how many times a week you're working out, John? Four, about four. Okay, you want to show us the guns? Nah, uh, I don't think I have a permit for them for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our guest, I'm sure he doesn't want to hear about your guns, but for those, for, for Don who doesn't know, John is a big weightlifter and you don't see it in those sports shirts, but, but he is quite the athlete. And I'm talking about Don Noakes, principal of Net Synergy. Welcome, Don. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Well, and, and, you know, we started to talk offline, so I'm looking forward to you telling our entrepreneurs about what you do for a living because, you know, it's an issue. I wouldn't even call it daily anymore. It's multiple times daily. Yes. Uh, securing people's networks is a full-time job these days. And it's kind of a shame. I, I got in the business in 1980, and at that time, it was all about how do you take computers and help integrate them into your business to make them make your business more productive and do things a little bit more efficiently. And unfortunately, over the years, it's developed into a situation where it's it's all about defense now. Now that we're all connected to the internet, uh, there's a lot of people out there trying to get to your data. And um, so it, it has become, uh, instead of that, really what I signed up for back in 1980, helping people really take advantage and leverage the computers into their business. Now it's become a matter of how do I protect everything that's going on in my, in my organization today? Go on, the cyber liability market's grown into the 20 billion plus range and they expect it to grow 20 to 30% in the next few years. But as a, as a net synergy, what are some of the tools like MFA and Endpoint? And Explain some of what you do if a company as sophisticated as Mage were to come to you. What would well, you basically, <laughs> well, you what, know, he was name dropping. What's, what, what are all those terms? that John just used. He just right. you know, showed off his intelligence. <laughs> no, no, I showed yeah. off my protection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's a really important thing. And by the way, you know, this business is built on acronyms. You know, I, I, even the, uh, the ETLA, the extended three-letter acronym, you know, we have a lot of these acronyms in, in our business. And it is difficult sometimes to get into a conversation without accidentally dropping some of those to someone who may not be familiar. But in any case, uh, what he's talking about really are tools. They're they're tools that can be purchased and they can be purchased um, both in the enterprise level space where they have uh, seemingly unlimited pocketbooks for this kind of uh, protection. And in the small entrepreneur space where you really don't have a lot of money to be throwing at a lot of your administrative, you're, you're out there trying to drive business and, and get things going. And the last thing you wanna do is have a big administrative overhead. So some of these tools that uh, John talked about can be purchased by entrepreneurs uh, and, and people that don't have unlimited budgets to, to make sure that they're maintaining safety. And, um, you know, the, the, there's sort of a ratio that we have to work with. It's, it's uh, 
productivity versus protection, right? So when you, when you talk about MFA, which stands for multi-factor authentication, what that is, and we've all experienced it, it's where you want to log into something and they want to send you uh, a code into your cell phone that you would then plug in again. So it's basically something you know, you know your, your password, and then something you have, your phone, that allows that multi-factor uh, to authenticate and make sure that uh, when you're logging into something that you are who, you, who they think you are. But and, these tools, oh, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, Dawn, I think sometimes people don't understand that it, it's a spectrum and it does affect even small businesses. It's not, they're not just targeting, you know, Target and the large ones that you've seen. Uh, they're looking at even small businesses, these people. I get yeah. it all the time. I consider myself a serial small business owner. And uh, I, I said it at the beginning, I think... Uh, I'm susceptible multiple times a day because I have thousands upon thousands of connections online through the radio show, through my different companies. And I'm just, I'm just a, a spider web for anything that's searching on the web. Well, it's very true. And you know, the, the, the problem is, is you, it's, they only have to be successful once. I mean, they're out there, there's an estimated 1.5 million people wake up every day and, and that's their job is to hack. And uh, with, with the successes that they've had, you know, then some pretty high profile successes like the Colonial Pipeline hack, and which, you know, yielded millions of dollars, even though the, the uh, award got reduced, there was still millions of dollars that were made in this business. So, you know, like any other business that it looks like uh, it's a lucrative thing, you have a lot of people that want to get involved. So yeah. not only did that pipeline pay off, fund more hacking, but it also encouraged a lot of people who might not have previously been in the business to get in it. And uh, the big businesses are getting way more protection. So the little guys haven't had the money to spend on that protection. They're becoming even more target. You know, Don, sorry, I, I get excited about it. I, I sort of see this as the, like the, the metaphor of the duck swimming above the water and the legs going like this underneath. Uh, I think you're just touching the surface because we're only hearing about the ones that make the news. I would assume for everyone that makes the news, there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of breaches that we don't hear about. It's that frequent. There is no question about it. The, uh, I've had multiple companies contact me who have been hacked. Uh, fortunately, none of them have been my client <laughs> at, to that point. But they've contacted and what do we do? And here we are now. And of course, it's kind of like, John, you probably get this in the insurance business. Hey, I just had a loss, but I didn't have insurance. What can I do? Can you cover me now? You know? uh, ironically, the cyber insurance market has hardened. The capacity is limited. And it's very difficult now to get a new separate policy with all the bells and whistles unless you have a lot of protection in place things like the WISP have to be in place. They want to make sure that the company is proactive with their risk management, not just buying a policy. But, but Dawn, beyond that, what else does Net Synergy offer and sort of what size clients are you working with? Good question. That's it. Oh, thank you. Sorry, Jeff. Net Synergy basically covers companies within that 10 to 200 space. Uh, and uh, we've chosen that niche because it's an area that, um, you know, there is some funding available and unfortunately it does cost money to get of the full package that we offer. 
And there are a lot of companies smaller than us that, that can really focus on the small entrepreneur, but um, really, really in that, you know, really 10 is, is our minimum. And that's because we put together a whole cadre of tools that we buy at a bulk rate. And then all of our clients basically use the same antivirus tools, the same email filtering tools, the same backup systems that we can actually run their business from the cloud should there be a disaster. In other words, we can just, if, if, if there was even the fire, we could basically have a business up and running in literally an hour uh, with all of the data and all of the applications being able to run in the cloud. So unfortunately those, that bundle of tools that we put together uh, does have a certain cost per month. And uh, so our target market tends to be in that space. There's a consultant in Boston, Jeff Davis, and he would probably tell you if you're not an expert on something to outsource it. And you have to wonder why a lot of smaller companies don't outsource the IT function to get the full breadth of what a company like NetSynergy would offer. I just had that discussion yesterday with a client that was complaining that they couldn't recruit uh, some people full time. And I was like, everybody's got a recruiting company. Why don't you outsource this? And they were like, oh, no, no, no. Our business is unique. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't find anybody. It's a novel idea, right, Jeff? <laughs> you know, outsourcing seems to be the big trend. Wouldn't you agree, Don? Absolutely. And, you know, we, we use it ourselves. I mean, we, we there were times when, uh, you know, I was finding myself dealing with, we're, we're a 30 person company, but I was dealing with uh, HR issues and myself. I was, and I, I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> so I really needed to, and I can't keep up with this stuff. Uh, the same with marketing. We basically used to try to do our own marketing and uh, outsource that recently. Um, you know, you really have to understand what your mission is and what you're really good at. And unless you're really focused on that, to get uh, pulled away with these other issues where you're, like I, I used to say that uh, there are some people in, in organizations, they haven't hired a tech. Maybe there's someone who's uh, kind of a savvy person, but he's also got a full-time job in the organization. I call it impersonating a technician. And you know, by the time you, you, know, you, you spend that extra time trying to learn how to fix something that you know, some outsourced company has seen 10 times yesterday uh, and can do it much more efficiently. Uh, your cost to, um, to, to actually manage your network and manage your IT can be so much lower when you put it in the hands of someone who does it every day and, and knows what to look out for. Wow. Uh, can you give us one example before you go of somebody who uh, was warned without giving a case and got themselves into a big problem? Yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. Uh, it's really, really ironic. I had gone to a law firm. They were about a 40, 50 person law firm and um, they were not happy with their IT support company that they currently had. Unfortunately for our industry, that's not uncommon. Um, and so they, they went to us, we went in, provided them a presentation and they said, you, you're about a thousand dollars more a month than we wanted to spend. And so they went away. About eight months later, I get a phone call. Hey, lunch. So the, the managing partners and I, uh, who I'd met eight months prior, sat down at lunch. One of their partners was working late. It was probably eight o'clock in the evening on a Friday night. He got a pop-up email from Microsoft that said, you're infected. You've got to click here and let's get you taken care of her. Call here. I think it was a call. So he picked up the phone. He called Microsoft and... Um, so they said, well, you, you, here's what we can do. We can get you cleaned up here, point your browser to here. 
So, and by the way, when anybody asks you to go to this website, you know, and click on approve, you know, that's what they're doing. They're taking over your computer. And that's exactly what this hacker did. Took over this law, lawyer's computer and uh, set, put, put uh, Ant ransomware into, the, into their system. And um, so here he is, it's the, the entire database, all the, and, and one of the things this law firm had done uh, wrong, which unfortunately happens a lot is they had they had a real estate division. They had a you know IP division. They had all these divisions of law. law Three uh, lawyers. It's a full law firm. Exactly. So what happened was what you can do and what you should do is you should limit the real estate people shouldn't have access to the IP you know information. So there was none of that sort of um, no walls you know, like no divisions. Exactly. Exactly. So what happened was they got the whole enchilada, and unfortunately it cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. The thousand dollars a month paled in comparison to what they ended up paying. I'm sorry, John. Did, did they play Bitcoin? Did they have to pay Bitcoin? Or? They had to pay Bitcoin. They had, to, and you can't believe that one of their uh, clients was a was a bank, and what they wanted them to do in order to keep their business and cool. to Im implement was enterprise level stuff. And we actually got engaged. Uh, they hired us. We went to the bank. We showed them what our program was. And they were able to avoid some of the more costly things that the bank to, felt they needed to have in place, given the, you know, the, and, the fact that they were and, and And Dawn, that's something else you should tell clients. We're now seeing in these risk transfer agreements, and people don't le read them closely. A lot of agreements now include cyber liability, it's both protections and insurance requirements. These clients just sign stuff and then after the fact, read it and say, wait a minute, I was supposed to have 5 million of this and, and do this and not do that. And they don't read it. We so were contacted, uh, wanted us to do a uh, security assessment and backdate it. You know, a lot of these privately owned companies, partnerships, they've never worked, let's say in big corporations and learned what I would call proper organizational controls and, and security and professional standards. And their standards are developed within their own organization, which are much more subjective. And I see it every day, how susceptible these entrepreneurs and leaders are to many factors, not just cybersecurity. Don, I love listening to you. And I hope that John brings you back because he's in control of these segments. Uh, if someone wants to learn more about you, uh, Don Noakes, Principal at Net Synergy, how would they find you? Well, basically uh, going to www.netsynergy.com and it's N-E-T-C. And then the word energy.com, netsenergy.com. Uh, you know, Dan Sharlin, my, my co-founder and business partner and myself started this with just three of us, uh, you know, back in 18 years ago now this month. And uh, so we've got about 30 folks and uh, we have a very good client base that we, and we, we're not trying to get huge. We want to be able to take care of our customers. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to cost a fortune. And buying, it's less than the cost of having a full-time IT person to have a full coverage organization. So yeah, check us out, www.netsynergy.com. That was a uh, no, no foolproof close because you made it easy for all of us. John Dustin, JED Insurance, someone's looking for you. How do they find you? Uh, John.Dustin at jedinsurance.com or www.jedinsurance.com or by phone 508-543-1067. Great. Uh, thanks for being on the show, guys. I look forward to speaking to you again. Have a great time for the rest of the summer and good luck in the fall. And uh, remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs.